My name is Victor Kubik. Welcome to another episode of Inside United. Today our guest is the senior pastor of our Portuguese-speaking areas. He's translated all of our booklets, more than 30 of them, and he edits and produces the Boa Nova magazine, the equivalent of Beyond Today. But he's also pastor of the Lexington, Kentucky Church as well, which I don't know how he possibly can do all that. George de Campos. George, I understand that you'll be traveling to Brazil very soon. Thank you, Vic. Um, indeed, I'm traveling to Brazil on Tuesday, Tuesday after Pentecost, and uh, I'll be there for about uh, three weeks. The, this is a postponed trip. I was going to go in March, but uh, at that time, the COVID situation there was peaking. But it's getting better, and, uh, and I'm really very excited to go and visit a number of brethren. And God willing, I will be baptizing six people in Brazil in this trip. Now, Brazil is a huge country. It's uh, almost the size of the United States, isn't it? Correct. It is slightly bigger than the United States without including Canada and Hawaii. Uh, the six people you're baptizing, is that up north or elsewhere? Five of them are in the south, uh, and one of them is uh, in the northwest. Currently, we're having a little challenge in identifying for, one of, uh, for two of them a place where to baptize them because uh, most hotels, uh, swimming pools are closed because of lockdown. So we're trying to work out, uh, identify some hotel or an hotel that we could go to, and then they're only allowing people in the pool that are uh, staying in the hotel. So we may have to make a plan with that, but it'll work out. Oh, it always seems to, so it seems to work out. I know that we've had issues like this before, and uh, somehow you have to find some natural water, possibly. Right, right, right. Now, I'm very excited. It's uh, people that I've done a number of baptism counseling sessions with them uh, over the web with uh, either Zoom or um, with uh, a video through WhatsApp. So we've done uh, many uh, sessions on a, basically on a weekly basis for many months. So uh, they are ready for baptism, and they're very excited. And in fact, they were going to be baptized in March, so they're kind of waiting anxiously. You, you mentioned about five people in the south. I suppose that's near the big cities like Sao Paulo and Rio? Yeah, two will be in Sao Paulo. Uh, uh, another one will be uh, somewhere between Rio and the feast site in an area there. I'm also, by the way, going to vi visit the feast site there in Brazil because they've been open, and so I want to... Uh, be there and see how everything is going so I can update uh, the information for the feast there in Brazil this year. Um, the, the, other, the other people are uh, in, uh, in uh, uh, Brasilia, to a couple in Brasilia, and there's other people that I'm visiting. What kind of groupings of people do you have and what kind of meetings are held? We do not have groupings of people. We have scattered, one here, one there, another there, a, little, a family of three elsewhere, and, and that's what it is. So, so what do we do is we got the sermons that I send out every week. Uh, some of those that can, uh, very few of them, but some of them can understand a little bit of Spanish. They may listen into a Spanish uh, from South America, a Spanish sermon. But that's basically three or four that do that. The others do not. Uh, I'll also then do a Bible study every Friday afternoon, the reason I do it Friday afternoon is because um, it is suitable for most people in Brazil, but it's also suitable for those people in Angola because of time, time differences. So I do it about 3 o'clock our time, which is 4 o'clock Brazil time, and that gets posted on YouTube as well. 
but it because it is a bubble study, it is a private link, so it's not open to the world. I send them the link so they can listen to the Bible study. Now, we've heard horrific news here about the elevated levels of COVID in Brazil. Uh, have they? Has it gone dramatically down? I'm just concerned about you, George. No, thank you. Thanks for asking. I appreciate that. And that obviously is an area to, to pray about. Um, we, uh, we have to have a PCR test before we go and, you know, within 72 hours. Also, before we come back, we have to have a PCR test. Uh, traveling within Brazil, there's uh, you don't need to do further PCR tests. So uh, they had lockdowns, but they're now they're opening up. And yes, there is uh, there's a risk, but uh, but uh, it's what they call uh, some areas are at the red level, uh, others are worse, others are less. Uh, but it's like yeah, in some some states in the states are at the red level, others are worse than it. But the, but the situation is uh, getting under control. Uh, it was a little bit out of hand, or rather quite a bit out of hand, because they didn't have enough medication. But I think they've had uh, some substantial international help, even though it's not come on the news, because the, 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 the wave is coming down. And so it's a good time to go now. Well, I admire you, George, for going, because the last year plus, almost a year and a half now, there's been such a decrease in travel by us here going to different areas of the world and they've had to fend for themselves and I know that uh, in your area you have just one elder plus scattered people and I really do admire you for making that extra effort to go there to see people that are little groupings <laughs> ones and twos here and there but yeah I do appreciate your prayers for health because it, there is always a risk there's no questions about there not being a risk and yeah I'm taking all the precautions that it's possible you know uh, but, you know, when you baptize a person, you can't really do it remote, you know. <laughs> so, uh, and these people are very keen, and, uh, and, and, and I do my part, and then God will do the rest. And, and I'm confident on that. It will be fine. Let's turn our attention to Angola. You know, we went to Angola two years ago now in July, and it was one of the most memorable trips that my wife and I have ever taken for a couple of reasons. First of all is uh, visiting Thousands of people, thousands of people who believe like we do, having virtually the same doctrinal uh, positions and standing. And when we were there, it was the same spirit. It was a wonderful spirit of, of people who were assembled. We had 1,800 people assembled in one service, the biggest groupings of people that I have spoken to uh, in, in a long, long time. And you have been going there you know, several times, and we've had a number of projects over there. Uh, what's the latest on Angola? Angola basically has been very quiet as far as COVID, but uh, it's, it's, it's increasing. So I'm concerned that there might be a sudden uh, surge because you can see a few countries now sudden, having delayed surges coming up, you know, like you see in the Philippines and you see in, in India. So that I'm a little bit concerned about. But I am planning, God willing, uh, to go there in, in July. And, uh, and the brethren do need. And they also had a big uh, setback because one of the, uh, I would call it like the main uh, minister that was responsible for the preaching of the gospel there, etc. And, and he had a great influence in the church, in the local church. He just died a couple of months ago of Linubumba. Mm -hmm. And uh, with his death, it's created a huge vacuum there, leadership vacuum. And the brethren are feeling it. So they do need an encouragement. They are struggling uh, for a number of reasons, particularly financially, because um, 
they they can't have people gathered as much as they could, and uh, and you know they don't have internet like yeah, they don't have uh, means of paying the account electronically. I mean the tithes etc. Electronically, and therefore uh, income is really seriously down. So they are struggling. But one of the really exciting things we're doing is uh, we're doing that uh, an upgrade of one of their schools that is going very well. Uh, they've completed the second floor. They've put on the roof, um, and uh, they now uh, purchase doors and and windows. So they're in that stage, and uh, and and uh, I hope. But when I'm when I go there, that that will be completed because I I am going to go and see that school, God willing. Well, let's let's have a little bit of a refresher on the schools because that's one thing that they do to serve the community in in a very big way, and we are helping with the. Uh, uh, Agua Viva. Living, living Waters. Waters. Living, living Waters School and building a whole second floor. And we had a f- major fundraiser with Ambassador Bible College here, you know, to raise money for that. And uh, how's that coming along? They do a lot of uh, community service, and they, they're, focused, they're focused on one niche, and, and that is community service in the area of helping the community in educating their children because there's not enough teachers in the school system. And there are a lot of children walking the street, uh, the streets without going to school. So they, they identify that as a need, a niche they can serve in the community, and they focus that in a number of church areas. One of the areas where they got a larger grouping in Luanda, there is a big need there, and we, we're building or uh, upgrading the school. So uh, even though they're doing an upgrade, uh, classes are still going on. Uh, they're still teaching the children. I said, how can you do? But, oh, we can. And so it's just how they can do things. It passes my mind how they can do it. But anyway, they're doing it. Well, we, my, my wife and I really enjoyed walking into the classroom, you know, as we got the tour, how respectful the children were and how they all sat down and they greeted us so very, very warmly. But the classrooms are very, very big. I believe that they've had some classrooms with 70 or more. Yeah, the number of students in the classroom are very big. The classrooms are very small. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, they, they have very large uh, classes. Well, there's a demand. There's a demand. And also they charge very little. In some of them they don't charge because they, they can't. But basically they try and make sure that people put a little bit into it. So there's a little bit of skin in, in, in the education. And because of that there's a commitment. And uh, the desire of the young people to learn and to understand that they're having an opportunity to be something because they're just going to school. It is such a joy to see those little children, their eyes, their smiles, their happiness. It, it really, that is beyond measure exciting. And that's, I'm sure that's what excited you as well. It's wonderful to see people be given opportunity. Yeah, it, it is a blessing. And, and really, uh, we are very excited that we're doing that school. The project is coming to a completion, and that is a really blessing that we can serve those people. They do need our visits. So this time, I'm visiting a congregation in an area that I've never seen before in the northern part of Angola. So when I go there, then after we get at the airport, then we'll take like a five-hour drive through the country to get to this other town. And uh, they're so excited. And then after that, then we're going to go to another city called Huambu. And uh, that is an amazing city to see because it was the center of the Civil War. And the buildings are still as they were like during the Civil War. They haven't rebuilt them. It's just 
electrifying seeing that. But the brethren are so switched on. That is so exciting. I know that you are from Mozambique yourself, and there's not too much activity there. But where we work in Malawi and Zambia, a few people come across the border that do speak Portuguese. Uh, anything that you can say about Mozambique? Yeah, there is something I can say. is not directly related with the work, but it's a large province of Mozambique, which is uh, near Malawi, that has basically been taken over by the equivalent of ISIS. That is very serious. A huge uh, development of uh, coming in from Tanzania, taking over this because there's a lot of natural gas there and a lot of, and they are beheading people. There are between inverted commas Christians. Uh, they beheading people, and uh, South Africa sent their people, uh, military forces. Portugal sent their military forces. Um, Mozambique themselves are sending police military forces. And uh, they're losing, uh, you know, those, those people defending. And that big province, there, it's, there is a, a, a big uh, development there that the world is not aware. But uh, let us not be sleepy that things are happening in this world that regrettably in this country we're not aware of it because the news are only focused, internally focused. Well, that's very interesting to hear and very sobering to hear, George. What specific things should we be praying for in relationship to the work in Portuguese-speaking areas? The biggest need at the moment, and, and this is what Christ told us to pray for, for laborers. At the moment, uh, I'm, a, I'm the only one. I mean, there are others helping me. Please, it's a teamwork. There are many people that are helping me. But coordinating this, uh, juggling all these things, etc., I feel like an elastic band that has been overstretched. And, um, and at times I think like I'm at a breakdown. And uh, please pray that God will give me the strength, but please pray that God will open the doors for more people to be able to help because the work is growing, the activity is growing, uh, and it's just being more and more precious. So please pray for laborers because that is a, a need. Yes, we don't have that many... Portuguese-speaking people, spare ones, <laughs> you know, and George is it. I, I just marvel. Anyway, thank you very much for joining us inside United, George. Thank you, Vic, and uh, God bless you all, and please stay together. As they say in South Africa, seeing that I came from South Africa, I've got to use an Afrikaans word, fastbite, which means hold on till the end and never let your hand go. We also thank you, our Inside United listeners. We would love to hear from you. You can write to us at podcast at ucg.org, podcast at ucg.org, and give us your impressions of what you have heard. You can find us on the ucg.org website on the main homepage. Go to the main menu bar and click on podcast. We're also on Spotify. You can go to podcasts and search for Inside United or also Find us through your favorite Apple or Android app. Be sure to tell your friends about Inside United and all the different things that we do. Have a great week. Come back soon for more. This is a production of the United Church of God. For more, visit ucg.org.